Good morning, LBC Radio. My name is Corey Rosen with the Story Podcast. Today I have a lovely guest, Mr. Ray Taylor. Ray currently resides in Lancaster, PA, but is originally from Baltimore, Maryland. In the fall of 2001, he began attending Lancaster Bible College, where he studied pastoral ministry and graduated with a BS in in Biblical Studies. And it was there that he met his wife, Erin, in college first gospel choir in the first in the college's first gospel choir wow that's that's a that's a while <laughs> uh they started with a few other students in 2006 ray and aaron graduated together from Lancaster bible college and they were mar- married just a year later the lord led them to serve in the worship ministry at new life christian fellowship through 2007 through 2014 and the young adult ministry at worship center in leola pa 2015 to 2019, and currently as the pastor of worship and connections at Lancaster Alliance Church. Mr. Ray. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. That's awesome. Tired, but glad to be here. (laughs) That is a long list of of churches you've served for. Is it? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I guess guess three isn't that long, but you know what? It only takes three uh, (laughs) to start a list. Um, so what got you first into or inspired to do music? So I, uh, I play the piano slash keyboard slash organ. Um, and so I started at, at four, um, my, my mom and dad kind of for- forced sure me was, into, <laughs> just want to make sure that we are, that are, it happened before that our audio was not working. Uh, so I okay. just want to make sure that our audio is working We're before good. we continue further. No problem, man. Thank you. Um, so they kind of like, you know, told me I was going to take piano lessons. And uh, I did that for about a year. I stopped because there was this one recital um, that, you know, every so often, a couple months, you have a recital with all your mm-hmm. students. So I, I could read music, but I hate it too at that age for some reason i could memorize after listening to it one time um oh, and really? so you were, you were like that good apparently because that's awesome. that's, that's i can i can just remember like small flashbacks i remember the scene of the recital uh but and i remember the practice before the actual recital uh the teacher was like now for this recital you better um in so many words you better uh keep your eyes on the note like keep your right. eyes on the on the chord chart um, and so I started at the recital, started playing. And then like, I don't know, a few seconds later, I'm, I'm down my eyes looking at the, my, my, my uh, fingers because I, like, I just knew it. I don't even right. know how I knew it, but like, so I guess the Lord just instilled in me this ability to play by ear. And that's talent. I, so I left the, <laughs> I, I don't know if she kicked me out or <laughs> if my, I got tired of it and wanted to stop, but I stopped. Um, taking lessons because I don't know. I just I, didn't like reading mis- music. No, I, that, I'm I'm kind of with you there. I I would always uh, I would hate like sight reading music. I would just play whatever. Um, I would play it through once and then I I would kind of get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. But I would always make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I I met I, one of my piano teachers was almost like that. I would be like, I want to learn this song. I want to learn how to play that. Mm-hmm. And he would listen through it and just start playing along immediately with it. And I was like, what in the world? Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's definitely a gift that 
it's only only the Lord because I oftentimes if I play something I can't play it the same way twice because mm-hmm. something different comes each time. But so yeah, I started there. Um, my dad's a pastor in Baltimore, and ever since I can remember, I was in church. Um, and I started playing on the organ, Hammond organ, I believe oh, wow. at the age of eight or nine. Um, it takes talent to play an organ. Yeah. I couldn't touch the pedals yet though, but <laughs> I could do the two, two rows. Um, and, be, and on that, you don't have any sustained pedals. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know how I did mm-hmm. it, but I did it. Um, and so literally from that point on, I was playing every Sunday to my knowledge up until, into college, into Lancaster really? Bible College, yeah. Um, so I would go back home every week on Sunday or Saturday and play at his church. Um, I just kind of started singing late teens at the church because it was, you know, old school, just kind of family, friend, community church. So um, there wasn't like a worship. I mean, there wasn't the term worship pastor or praise team or anything of that nature wasn't even a thought back then so you had a choir a children's choir regular choir musician and my dad did all of the quote-unquote worship leading so he would lead songs prayer scripture yeah so it's like one of those old like kind of pentecostally kind of churches yeah yeah Yeah. ours was bad ours was like baptist so more reserved a little bit but still you know we'd jump around um I grew up in a so, church like that, and it's so much fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I missed the good old days. Um, and all we did was, were hymns. No, oh, no, really? And it wasn't like, why do we have to keep doing hymns? It was just that that's just all you had. did. It was all you Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but I praise God for that because I, I, I love him to this day. But So, yeah. So, singing kind of came out of this need at my dad's church to sing, to have someone sing before he preached um and lead the children's choir or youth choir and from there i wanted to learn how to sing more and this one time i prayed i was in college at the time one i think it was no it was actually before college i was in my room back in the day you had like the cassette tapes you could have two dual cassette Mm -hmm. and that was the way you could record back then so i prayed I, i my grandpa i think gave me this um player and i prayed on the floor i was like lord if you back it's weird like back then i didn't i didn't want to preach but i prayed about like if you want me to preach my dad always said like you're gonna he's gonna be a preacher he's gonna be a pastor one day Mm -hmm. and i was against it whatever um and i prayed like lord if you want me to to preach i feel like you want me to do what my dad wants uh does sometimes where he'd sing before he preached and if you want me to do that i don't know how to sing like so if this is your will um, you know, give give me a voice, like help me right. to learn how to sing. So I remember that day. This, I mean, teenagers. It's weird just thinking back, like the stuff the Lord just I don't know lays on our heart yeah. or whatever. So that's where the singing started, and I started leading worship at um after I graduated at an actual church part time. Um. So I was the minister of music. Still wasn't that the term worship leader was just coming was into coming the. In, yeah. Um, and then at some point I lost my, I had bleeding vocal folds um, from just not knowing how to sing properly. Oh. Um, so for like 
eight months or so, I was put on voice rest total, like complete. Like you could not speak. Couldn't. Could, I was able to, but well, I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of was a crazy season. Lord provided, and I I matured through it. I was leading. I was still leading on Sundays on the piano. I was still leading practices. I had no idea how. Back then, and I had, I used an iPad. This was first generation iPads, and I could use a Bluetooth keyboard because I could type fast. So I communicated, led the practice every week through that function. That's uh, wild. So yeah. So um, then I learned how to talk properly. I had a speech therapist, and I had a vocal coach after I could start, you know, talking and singing again, singing again. But praise God for that because I learned how to sing and kind of preserve my voice, et cetera. So, so what was the problem that you were doing? Just singing without proper breath control. Um, so I would hit high note. Like I have natural, I naturally can sing higher almost, almost to alto. Um, and so, but I wouldn't sing properly. So I would kind of just force it. And so oh, the doctor yeah, said yep, one, yep. one bad note must have, triggered it and i have acid reflux which is oh, kind of no. you know yeah, yeah that, that's that stinks on the side so those two mixed together yeah oh my goodness that's that's awful i have to watch what i eat and drink yeah <laughs> i i have so much respect for people that have to like control what they eat especially because mm-hmm. i'm an overeater mm-hmm. i i go to like overeaters Thanks. anonymous if you don't know what that is so it's a good resource for people it's like Alcoholics Anonymous. Really? Yeah, but it's for like bulimics, anorexics, really? overeat- overeaters. Uh, it, granted, there's this whole body positive movement, so I don't want to, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you if you wanting to help control your eating habits, because there are some people who view food as people mm. that I've seen, mm. like it's it's that extreme. Mm. Um, but if if you ever. Yeah, so I went to Overeaters Anonymous, and I've, yeah. I, because when college hit, you know, it's oh, it's a buffet every yes, single day. Yes, how do you do it? How do I you do it? <laughs> right, exactly. And there's really. only a certain amount of choices, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I just, you know, and when there's free Turkey Hill ice cream, what are you gonna do? Oh my gosh, we didn't have that when I was no? here. Oh, oh my you're, gosh. you're you're lucky. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I went from I played soccer and baseball and basketball and all these other sports every day, so I was cut. Then I came to college, oh, <laughs> and man. I I start I started gaining an immense amounts of weight, yeah, to the point where I was like three hundred and ten pounds. Wow, wow! And now I'm slowly That's trying cool. to relearn how to you know three meals a day, no snacks. Yeah, uh, cut my diet. Yeah, and so I have so much respect for people who, I guess they have to do it, but also yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. if if I had yeah. to do it, I don't yes. know if I could. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, same because. Now it's normal, but when it when I first started, like I can't have tomato products. Pizza, oh, coincidentally, no. I can have without issue. Okay. Like spaghetti, I used to. I love lasagna. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! So back then it was hard. It's like soda. I can't ha- can't have soda. Mm. Um, so parties, like not like crazy drinking parties, but yeah, just a but normal party, like cookout or something. I'm only drinking water or some apple juice. So that water was, that lemon. was hard. <laughs> no, lemon's bad for me too. Oh, really? For me specific for that, for, for the oh, acidity. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that which makes is sense. great for most singers. So I can't, ha- but right. I can't have <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah. So. Oh, that's, that's, that's yeah. so unfortunate. Yeah. But it's okay now. It's okay. That's good. Well, I'm glad I like water. <laughs> yeah, well, I would hope so. 
Uh, you would have to be okay with. Are you allowed to have coffee or tea or? No coffee. Uh, tea that is herbal, so like no caffeine in the mm. tea. Um, coffee is probably one of the worst for my throat. Yeah, I bet. Um, did you ever need coffee before or? No, I never really liked the taste of it. Oh, me neither. Yeah, so yeah, it, I don't drink coffee at all. It wasn't. It wasn't a big deal. That's good. I like the smell of it. The yeah. smell, yeah, the smell of coffee cakes is is the extent to of coffee <laughs> that I can deal with. Yes, but otherwise, no, I I cannot drink coffee. Yeah, it just makes me go insane because uh, I also okay. have ADHD, so okay. more okay. caffeine isn't going to help. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so um, you you went through this time of not mm-hmm. being able to speak, mm-hmm. and you. And it was this before you met your wife or after? After. So that was something. How yeah, yeah how yeah. did you deal with like communication with with your wife? Or um, I guess yeah, at yeah, that yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. Well, so back to the my ability, like I prided myself in an unhealthy way in middle school, high school of being a fast typer, like just mm. computer. So I got up to like one hundred words per minute. Um I don't know if they do words per minute now well i i know how fast that okay, is yeah I, 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 we did typing class as well but yeah, that's yeah. 100 words a minute that's fast yeah i used to love the video games and like this nerdy way i would bought by the uh computer game not video but computer mavis beacon all those things and like just test myself when i was home in my room um so that lended to being able to use the ipad and just type almost not as, as fast. fast as we're talking but like fast enough and it wasn't annoying. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was tough for her more so. Um oh, I bet. so we grew yeah. in like the Lord just uh established like a great deal of what it means to be patient. Um in oh, the I confinements. Bet. Yeah. And but the cool thing was I didn't we didn't have many arguments because <laughs> if I was like if I wanted to say something <laughs> stupid um, you have to type it out. Yeah, and but then, and then I could backspace because <laughs> I would have to look at the screen to type so she'd be like where we are. So I rarely got in. I, it was one time, though, we were on this vacation of all things, and uh, I was like, forget it, forget it. I'm turning this <laughs> iPad around. <laughs> it was stupid. Obviously, it was my fault. But, oh, that's um, so funny. That's yeah. that's so interesting. Like. Because you could backspace that you can't yeah, backspace yeah, yeah. when you're when you're talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was hard doing like fast food or any type of ordering. And, oh like, yeah, I would have to write down on a sticky note or something. That was t- it was really hard. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if I'd be able to commit myself to that. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. That's definitely a trust in the Lord thing and just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you guys have any children at all? One. Nowadays, nowadays? we have a two and a half year old. He is, uh, he'll be three in August, so we're almost there. Yeah. How's it like being balanced, um, balancing your life between, I, well, what does your wife do? Does your wife also do worship? Mm -hmm. Uh, no, she can sing. She's a better singer than I am. But, uh, she used to at our previous churches, but at this, uh, the new church that we're a part of, um, she just, she chills. She's a mother. She's, Mm. that is her like devoted ministry that she just does well. The Lord uses her in crazy ways man like it's cool once you get into that area of just seeing your wife as a mother it's like a totally different level of god's like yeah um, i bet just how his creative genius and 
the beauty of a woman, I guess you could say. Um, There's some things that women can't do or women can do that we can't. And it's being a mother is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Forget like the pregnancy part, but uh, that's, that's something in and of itself. Uh, Yeah. That's something different, but the ability to be with a child is, Mm -hmm. is a God given. um, Yeah. So she does massage therapy um, part time, I would say. Yeah. If you think about hourly, but, so she does it. She it's her own business. Okay. Um. So th- it's really cool. So she can do it out of the house or go to someone's house. So it really becomes a great way of being flexible with caring for Julian. Um. So yeah, she does that, and I'm full time at the church. So how do you balance your your life between your child and your wife? Whoopsies. And everything else. How do you do? You think you balance that well, or do you think that there's more <laughs> stuff you could do? Uh, great question. I think it's a journey. Um, just as we're all in the sanctification process, it's it's like I'm. I would say I'm not where I used to be, but there is still every day I'm failing in some way, and I think <laughs> I mean that that's, yeah, that's just how it is. General, yeah. you know, aspect of. All us in the faith but short of the glory. yeah so it's but it's i think the key in is the key in that is being aware like mm. but also i have a wife who doesn't mind sharing with me like where i'm falling short at which which i think is a gift in of itself yeah. so um yeah it's a hard balance especially because i'm just still in this transition i just started at langster alliance January of 22 so this year right and so at my previous job it was corporate so it was very structured you knew what you were going to do um not much emotional weight to bring home like it doesn't really mess it didn't really mess with the mental emotional um is that a worship center no so worship center was volunteer strictly oh, gotcha. i worked in uh for case new holland agricultural construction company oh gotcha it's so completely different so yeah 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 literal office work um so balancing kind of not being my own boss but figuring out my schedule right when t- and going home every day and knowing how to sh- not stop caring about the people that God's entrusted me with, but not forsaking when I'm present with my family when I'm home. Mm. And that's the hardest thing, like turning my mind off in that way to like, I'm here with my son right now. Why am I, why am I thinking, thinking about, about work? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's tough. So just trying to figure out discipline, what it looks like, healthy, uh, Christ centered discipline within, my own day to day so yeah that's been that's been something i've been trying to work out is okay when does my work brain need to turn off when does my Mm -hmm. family brain need to turn on Mm -hmm. when and at at any capacity can they both be in tune together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because there mm -hmm. can there's there's definitely a time and place for family and work Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um but i know there's in the men's other opportunity where if you don't focus on your family, that's going to affect your kid, especially mm-hmm. in these days mm-hmm. yeah, when when yeah. everything is so impactful for them. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's been a question we've been kind of talking about mm. on a few different podcasts okay. of of my previous shows. Like, well, how do you parent 
in a way that doesn't mess up your kid because the littlest of things, not waving goodbye, you know what I mean? Not giving them a hug or a kiss before night. Yeah, yeah. Even punishment at that point. Yeah. Like discipline. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you want to mold your kid into the mm. best kid that they can be while also being a good parent parental figure yeah. and not giving them everything they want? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's Ah speechless it, it, because I'm like it's, it's such a it's such a journey. Yeah, and I think overall Aaron and I, my wife Aaron We've been learning about how to be intentional. Um, mm. I think the biggest thing for me as of late is my a question to myself of how how desperate am I for the Lord to um, empower me to parent versus assuming or false belief that I need to parent. I need to be strong enough or know everything to parent well mm. um so, so it's, a, it's a faith battle yeah yeah it's it's and so then like how often do i pray for my child or how, how often do i walk into moments desiring to be led by the spirit um and how i interact you said he's two to three mm-hmm. does he mm-hmm. talk yet oh yeah he oh, talked yeah. we could he could talk almost just like we're talking so how do you bring, uh, how do you, you, you call yourself a shepherd. How are you shepherd, shepherding your own child? Um, at so that it's, age at least. It's a great question. So he can understand. He even knows emotion. So for one practical thing, um, I'll, I'll always apologize to my son and ask forgiveness if I've done wrong. Even if I was justified in like, saying something that he needed to hear like if my tone goes too high or if i yell um it's not like it's not to me that's not cool Mm -hmm. when if i'm reacting versus responding sometimes my voice will need to be higher but so like practically in the moment where i'm i got ticked off and i yelled at him sorry like please forgive me and so to practice that uh transfer of like there's this mode of we're always going to be walking in some way imperf- imperfect mm-hmm. and i i desire for you to know that i'm 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 here with you same level right and that i need your forgiveness as much as y- you need you need mine um trying to build that com- like relational aspect in a quote-unquote christ-like manner because he he's not in christ so he like won't have this sp- the holy spirit within him but just training trying to mold him in the ways of the Lord. So like um, one, one buddy of mine, he said he, he doesn't, he, if there's a moment to apologize, he doesn't say to his son, it's okay. He says, I forgive you to instill right. like this aspect of forgiveness, like this forgiving God. If you say um, it's okay, he's going to do it again. Right, right. Like it's not okay, and being able to see the so then, like in reality, okay, sin is wrong. Like we we need a savior, but like there's always mercy. It's always that forgiveness is, and yeah. redemption and everything. Yeah. So, um, so that's just one practice. I could give I could give you a million, but that aspect of just desiring to be spirit led and not me led. Um, yeah, that's putting a lot of trust in your kid too. It's for him to understand that and respond well to it. That's where the battle is. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he can understand 
there's a lot there's a lot there's, within that'd be a like lot. a two-hour but like yeah i think that's the hardest part like because i want to like the natural is to control uh, in any circumstance especially as so, a dad yeah yeah so i wanted to, i want him to do what i say mm-hmm. but it's not about me you know I, so you could list a, a laundry list of like where we go wrong in that so like yeah there's a lot of trust like I had to. Oh, okay. So I'm going. I'm I'm going to church Tuesday. I think it was. I'm getting ready to leave the house. So I have ten minutes before I really need to leave. And Julian, my son, is. He's just. He doesn't want to listen. So he's throwing throwing the fits, throwing the tantrum, and so we have this process in place that we sit for two minutes if it gets to that point to settle him, mm. because there's no discipline or interaction possible so i know that if i do this once i got eight minutes left to so there's always this process in my back of my mind anyways he doesn't settle after two minutes keep throwing stuff kicking me etc we settle on why that's not good tantrum again two more minutes sit down third time same scenario he doesn't want to sit down because he's very He's very, he's, he's stubborn in the best of ways and in the worst, (laughs) but just sinful nature, whatever. And so I'm going to be late at this point. So I'm like, take him downstairs, let my wife deal with it. Or we got, we need this breakthrough of him, like understanding or I just give in. And so it got to the point where I was like, okay, I got to, I got to figure something out. Lord, help me. I was quiet for one minute because I had to settle. I had to, and then I said, all right, Julie, I'm going to walk out and you have to do your two minutes alone. Then that was the break. Break. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know I needed to do that, but in the moment I did. So it, but it was this point of like, Lord, he's going to, I think it's going to work. But then you said the trust, like, I know it'll get through to him but I, I have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And like, so that's the hard point of. Yeah, I've learned this about a lot of kids, um, teaching kids, is that if you just leave them alone, they've got nobody to throw a tantrum to. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's so, good. That's so, a good point. <laughs> so, you know, they'll, they'll, just, they'll just, they'll either run it through by themselves and then they'll just be tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or they'll just stop and like, Wait, where'd it go? Yeah, yeah. And then, hey, and then it's over. I'm gonna take that home with me. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's something that I it's it's almost like a superpower oh, because because kids yeah. kids seek attention and and one of the ways they do that is by throwing a tantrum mm-hmm. and they're gaining all this almost fo- positive feedback to keep throwing the tantrum because you're giving mm. them so much attention. Mm, but if you just good. leave them alone, and then and then they're like, oh, yeah, are you? Where'd he go? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He he left me. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go find him now. So essentially, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So and and then <gasps> and then by that time he's already forgotten why he's upset <laughs> mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know kids forget very yeah. quickly. Um. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah. It goes. We're joking on the way down the steps, and I'm like, part of me doesn't want to joke right now, <laughs> but <laughs> he's got. You still remember it. I uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty, man, of uh, the the God's creation, man, just. Uh, so then I'm met with, man, where's my heart? Mm-hmm. You know, 
And Lord, how perfect are you that you almost act like he just acted where like he remembers our sins no more. Yeah, and he just continues on hold it's it's always been um a challenge for me, uh, realizing that it's always us running away from God. It's never God Mm. running away from us. It's good. And um it's there's a popular uh picture that often gets put where it's where it's like a chasm between us and mm. then the cross is the bridge mm. for us to go mm. over. That's good. But it's never that. That's it's good. it's always God coming towards us no matter what. It's good. God cuz even without Christ, God came for the Israelites. Mm. It's mm. always a challenge of That's us good. running away from God. It the cross is only there for us to be eternally with him. Mm. God is always going to be wanting to be mm. with us. We are his creation. Mm. So mm. it's it's good. Yeah, it's, it's something I, I've yeah. been learning that yeah. no matter what, mm-hmm. God is coming for mm. us mm. <laughs> in one way or another. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. I like that. Yeah, so parent life, it's, uh, it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so being a worship leader yeah. in, in this day and age where there's a whole bunch of heresies going around within worship. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're, we're, I'm gonna move on yeah, yeah, on this yeah, and yeah. talk about something that's yeah. been really interesting at LBC. Yeah. Uh, like you have like Bethel. Yeah. That goes through these heresies. Yeah. Uh, I think Hillsong even at some point had their heresies and, um, and then they create these worship songs. Mm-hmm. Do you feel a conviction to not perform those worship songs because mm. they are influenced by these heresies, mm. or do you just put them on because people like them? Um, I would say uh, it's funny the end, the last part you shared. Yeah, um, well, I, mean, I there's a ton of people who love Bethel and Hillsong. So I'll give big big picture and then answer right. those. So I think outside of the gospel, like the pillars of the faith, that's like if you don't believe he resurrected, like that's that's a either cut dry that, black and white yeah that's yeah. first tier doctrine yeah so outside of the realities of the gospel i view pretty much everything else gray meaning that like it has to be moment by moment or or thing by thing so for instance like we there's an electric guitarist at worship center pretty much every week Mm -hmm. there's no electric guitarist at our church pretty much never so some would say it's distracting from worship some would say they're too loud others would say it adds beauty so the point of reference is there's literally nowhere in the bible that speaks to an electric guitar so then you're so then you have to be led intentionally moment by moment, culture by culture, church by church, song by song. Socially. That's more by, <laughs> by social standards. What do you mean by that? What so like, I'm not going to bring a guitar to an old, older church with that mm. only sings hymns. Mm. Mm. That's going to, that's going to seem like heretical to them. Right. But, and, or like a well, Roman more, Catholic. Church yes. Yes. All. Yes. Yes, with the idea that, okay, if I'm going in 
with a heart of what is Lord, what do the what do these people need? Like what's mm. not what they want, but like what do you what do you since you know their hearts, like what's your heart for these people this week? What's your heart for these gotcha. people next week? What's your heart from like what are you saying to me, like how I should lead as a as a believer and then okay. So I, I'm I'm good with okay, worship is this, this, this. Okay, so how how do you now want me to lead people to see what you're saying, um, you know, that they need? And so all that to say, like there's so many gray areas where people make it black and white. Mm-hmm. And that has to be more often than not either traditionalism um, or a lens that they're seeing it through but could be based off experience um, or their way or their theology that pertains to that specific thing. So with this, uh, you know, the three <laughs> pillars of worship music, Bethel worship, <laughs> Hillsong, Elevation worship. Elevation, that's the other one. Um, yes, they've done a, like, there's a lot of wrong. Like there's, there's, there's things that I don't, agree with with Bethel there's things that I don't agree with with um Hillsong there's things that I don't agree with Elevation there's things that I didn't agree with my previous church my church before that mm. church before that there's things that I don't agree with within myself so the question is there's hymns that I don't agree with the, the theology right. of so is it what so what's the issue Okay, so I have a friend who literally went to the Bethel School. I forget the specific name for it. Um, I have a friend who graduated, a couple of friends who graduated from Hillsong College. Um, I have a friend who is the brother of one of the people on staff at Elevation. I I know sermons from... uh, Pastor Furtick, yeah, um, from Elevation that have literally, like, the Lord has used to um, bring change within my wife's heart, like, within her life. Mm. Me too. Hillsong back in the day, um, forget what it was, Darlene Sheck, I think her name was, but, uh, like, there's so many songs that have been instrumental in whatever you would say, uh, transformation on uh, people's transformational journey. Um, I think, okay, so if we didn't have social media and we didn't have telephones and we didn't have internet, how would I know what Bethel was teaching? Or how would I even have their music? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Maybe. But how would I know about Hillsong Scandal? Mm-hmm. so then I'm just kind of looking at songs now so there comes a point when like if I'm if I'm writing music and I'm and I'm sleeping with another woman that's not my wife and you know that and I'm like here here's this music that you should it's worship song <laughs> that you should go you know go to your church say Ray Taylor did it everybody will know who Ray Taylor's sin like current sin right. you know so like I'm not I sh- in my heart if I'm following the Lord, which I'm probably not. Like you and your conscious, like whatever you want to call it, like you make that judgment call. Probably mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't do that. Right. But 
where in the scripture does it say specifically that if this person does this or if this pastor does this or if this old pastor from years ago or if this worship leader that you now found out from 20 years ago did this or if this church is actually doing this like okay so we're gonna get uh, here's the argument that you could use daniel or not daniel david uh, yeah yeah, david slept with Bathsheba. yeah yeah yeah. Yet all almost the majority of the psalms are written by David. Are we just going to throw those out because he was right, a sinner? Right, right, right. We look to them. Like, yeah. Like, so I think, so the woman at the well, like who, if you put that, that passage and you mirror it with how people bash Stephen Furtick, how people say it's horrible, like, if I was a Hill Song Church right now and I was under their banner, I, I don't know. I probably have to process whether I should remove myself from the banner because mm-hmm. of what that might do in terms of a barrier to the gospel going forth. So, so that's really my only distinction. Like, okay, Lord, what is this particular song going to speak or not speak to the congregation? And if the Lord is really saying and we're submitting our heart and mind to him as a staff or pastoral team or worship team, and we're saying this particular lyric from this particular passage, really, the church really needs it. I'm, I'm more often than not going to go with this particular song if it's from Hillsong. Right. That's just, but that's just me. I'm not, but so then the question becomes, are you saying that sin or not sin? Are you saying that sinful, like I'm sinning right now because I've chosen to do that? Like what's really the big issue? Not, not saying that there's not an issue. I'm saying like, but what's really the foundation of judging in that moment? Right. So then we have a talk about about that you know so and so that's what i'm saying like this it's such a gray area mm-hmm. to where the natural mind humanistically speaking you need a side right i think it's binary it's i think it's tribalistic it's, it's yeah very tribalistic of us to so, uh think in that manner so why aren't we just talking through things like why <laughs> why aren't, why aren't, why are we battling on face facebook whether it be whether it be this for <sighs> Uh, be, and, so, and there's so many directions we could take yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's anyway. Sorry, I'm talking no, no, too long no. It's that, no, it's 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 good. It's all I good. think it's just I think like okay. So Jesus is 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 just my heart for. Uh, I think right now in the world, more than ever, the world is literally seeing the church divided oh, yes. constantly. So so what the heck are we doing? Why am I gonna continue? Why am I gonna keep bashing someone else or or condemning someone else and that's where it gets really or saying like if you do this song or or listen to a sermon from a bill johnson Mm -hmm. you are i'm questioning if you are really saved right who the heck gave you that throne and then really what's your idol if we're not actually talking about like if we're not actually going through the process of like okay jesus 
sat with. Now he threw tables, right? But mm-hmm. why did he throw tables? Yeah, why? And that that's all, that is yeah. uh, right. that is such the straw man. Right, like, pe- right, right. People always say, "Well, Jesus threw tables." Well, what was the purpose of that? Right. It's because people were using God's temple mm. in an incorrect way. Mm. That's yeah. the only reason he didn't throw tables yeah. because Sally threw a tomato at him. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's it's that's not the reason. It's because of this specific circumstance yeah. that way we can only apply it in these specific circumstances. Yeah. I, I think, I think the biggest issue in summary. So yes, I would use based on the situation. Like what if I'm in, in a remote country and I have no knowledge of what this person did or who slept with who mm-hmm. or who was preaching what heresy. And I have one song to sing in my church in a remote area in a Christ hating country. And I only have this one Bethel where all of the lyrics in it are biblical straight from Mm -hmm. the text. So I'm living in sin because I joined my congregation together when we have one moment without the police coming or government coming and hanging us fair enough that's all i got right right right, yeah or i have one passage from the text i don't even know what heresy is i don't even know what it means if if one lyric says one something different like all i'm wanting is something that i can cling to like where i can speak worship through praise or you know adoration to the lord and I, i think that's like that's the frustrating thing about um, culturally speaking, like who who are we really? Like if 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 we're being cultural, if we're being countercultural, I think it's the more Jesus. If we're being cultural and mimicking what the world is doing, I I think there's, there's something, something to yeah yeah. So that's yeah. Anyways, well, that's 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 a fun can of worms to get into. Oh yeah, I could keep going, man. Uh, there's there's some people who I know that would go as far as the only worship songs you can sing are the Psalms, and that's it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's only it, mm-hmm. that's that's what's in the Bible, so mm-hmm. it's, that's mm-hmm. good good enough for God, good enough for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't want to get into that. <laughs> like the context of most where most people were when they wrote hymns, or, or like, <laughs> anyways, like it's. Why would Jesus want us to be in the world if we're, if like right. I so then the question okay so Francis Chan has been thrown up against the wall because of being around people like uh Roman Catholics or um engaging with people that in the charismatic realm it's it really frustrates me that someone like who told you that who when did God tell you about Francis Chan's missional like call for his life to not go in these places where people would work. actually need the true God. Oh, but since they're not, they don't believe what you believe, you stay over here. So then that would go against pretty much every, pl- almost every place that Jesus went yeah, to. Yeah, that it literally goes against all of Jesus's preachings. It literally, you would, at that point you're advocating for the woman at the well to be stoned. Almost. Pretty much, pretty much. Or like the disciples with, what are you doing here? Yeah, or Why right. are you talking to her? Why are you talking to her? Yeah, it's, 
it's so fascinating because I've had this happen for me at my college experience because I go out to bars and I I, mm. I don't drink at all because mm. of my my there's several reasons. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even like to take it to alcohol. My yeah. dad wasn't the best, yeah. so I just don't want to deal with it. And it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh but i always go out to these bars and i i, I hang out with my you know lgbtq friends mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. at different spots but and they're like why do you do this why are you hanging out with these people it's like well mm-hmm. who do you think who do you think probably needs the love of jesus more yeah. than a drunken person who's yeah. drinking their sobers away yeah or you know these you know especially at the bar yeah. of all places where yeah. you can really get to some people and really help them yeah because at the bar, you can be your most vulnerable person mm-hmm. that you, that you are. Because you're dealing with all these issues, especially especially in the state we live in right now, where the yeah. inflation's going wild, mm-hmm. everyone's losing money. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you know there's war going on, mm-hmm. and there's all these different heartbreaks mm-hmm. that are going on, and people just want to escape from that by going to the bar and waste you know forgetting mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What better place to reach out? To mm-hmm. show somebody that hey, we love you, yeah. even though there's all this hate going on, yeah. than a bar and yeah. celebrating with music of, of all of all things. Mm-hmm. There there are some songs I won't do at a bar mm-hmm. because you know, I'm a Christian, right? But if as long as I can show people, hey, there's light in this world in this dark, dark, dark mm-hmm. world. That's all that it's 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 nothing to me. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, I, and I'm not in. I deal a lot of, with the drug scene as well because you know without with with music it's, it's dope. It's what it is. It's cool. But um it's helping people with their journeys and helping yeah. people get sober and helping people get the rehab that they need and helping people get hmm. the community that they need because th- more often than not people are stuck with, within a bad community. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Interestingly enough that uh, parable um, was that the Good Samaritan, I think it was, um, where Jesus at the end says uh, to be like the Samaritan. Yeah, who who helps who yeah. helps the random person. So like, be like the one who wasn't even saved. The yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I just that just res- re- that resonated with me throughout the twenty 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 one years of frustration with. All the things. You want to get into all it. the things? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who aren't watching us, um, Ray is a black person. So mm. I'm curious as to how you have received um, resistance to any of your line of, lines of work at all, mm. if there was or if there wasn't any. Uh, any. So, yeah, not just ministry in the church. Mi- ministry. I, I guess because that that's a hot topic and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, racism within the church. So mm-hmm. we can start there if you'd like. Um, so it's all. I was going to say, unfortunately, um, it's all kind of. What is the word like? It's not put out front. Like nobody's calling me the N word to my fra- face. Right. Right. It's all it's, smaller it's, stuff. It's. it's Abstract, I guess you would call it, where like I know, but I couldn't prove it in the court of law. Mm. Like, there's no, for instance, like I know when someone doesn't want me in the place, like in a building or in a store. It's, it's by the way they 
it's a small stuff like bringing their children closer to them or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there was an ad that that was kind of like that where people like cross the street mm-hmm. just just mm-hmm. to be out of your way yeah it's and kind of smaller stuff like that or or as simple as a look like and a look and and so then some would say you don't know what that person is thinking duh like but <laughs> i've walked through my whole life dealing with it to know the difference and then often like there's a whole can of worms but because oftentimes i have to meet with the lord to check my heart whenever i assume because i'll automatically Mm -hmm. feel because it's just unfortunately natural for me to go in a place especially in the church congregation and assume that they won't be too happy or or just they won't like the uncomfortable feeling which i think is actually good to be no, it's, it's, it's but um more often than not good to be feeling uncomfortable yeah so at a church at least especially because my wife is white and then oh, tack on okay. uh so we have a um uh mixed babe, mixed two year old so um more often than not, I've felt unwelcome walking into a church in this area versus welcomed. How do you deal with that? Is there a do you do you confront people about it? Do you do you <laughs> no. keep it bottled up inside? Do you go to your pastor about it? How, how do you? Well, I, well, this is you know things that I don't know. You know yeah, I've never had yeah. to experience that. No, I've never confronted unless it was outright. I know, making me think, which is a good thing. I've never, <laughs> if I yes, I've had conversations, but it's never been like, "Hey, man, what you doing? Like, why are you, th- <laughs> why are you doing this, this, and that?" Like, right. it's been like so. My heart is that specifically within the area of ethnicity so like like obviously the gospel foundationally speaking should a byproduct should be unity like mm-hmm. it like the realities of the gospel brings a breakdown of barriers right. cultural worldly barriers we're christian first so yeah so that so that should already be the heartbeat right of me of me as this black man who is a Christian um, or a Christian who is a black, whatever. Um, so right. <laughs> my, my heart now, I can't say years and pa- years past, but my heart now is to pursue. So like, and I just see that from Jesus. So like in 2021, I think it would have been 21, 2020, 21, um, I went through this long period of just like white people don't like me mm. and it was like from actual conversation not 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 just assumption yeah. yeah or and white people don't care mm. not all but like just a general several interactions yeah. led to that and this was in the height of like George Floyd and George Floyd people's people if you say the phrase black lives matter, you're already cut off and you're not a Christian. You are a right. liberal Marxist, whoever, all the other 
all the other names are like buzzwords. <laughs> and so I'm like, does anybody does do cons- quote unquote conservative evangelical Christians who would be white f- actually care to go behind the veil and see why someone would say Black Lives Matter? And it was very few in these conversations. So I had, I intentionally had conversations like good, like with a good heart with, mm-hmm. um, men, like I can't count on my fingers. Uh, many people that were white about this very topic, people, pastors, uh, people, just lay people, um, you name it, just friends, whatever. Um, and you just wouldn't believe the responses or like, so then I began to just ask questions of like, okay, what, what, a, why does country matter so much to you? Mm. God, like God, country, right. family, like why, why, why are, why is holding a gun or having guns in your house such a normal thing? Why does the flag mean anything? Like, what does that mean to you? Not not coming from like, I don't care. Why do you care? But just right. like, tell me about tell me about your story. Your, yeah, what is your purpose behind it? Because it would almost be like, okay, if I'm called to love God, love people. I want to do what that what Jesus did for the woman at the well. Like I want to I want to pursue and go towards people mm-hmm. with love, not sitting and waiting for someone to love me because that's what I was sitting in for like months and months and months like who's going to care about? Who's going to actually love me? So so the Lord was just just put on my heart like um maybe I'm calling you to just like go beyond with your pain and pursue those that don't look like you are or aren't like you for the sake of the gospel. Like, so get in their life, mm-hmm. life, show them that you care and, put, and break put down your the wall feet in their shoes. And yeah. So, have it. so that kind of brought a lot of healing actually. Um, and a lot of pain because <laughs> of answers and lack of, <laughs> care for I mean but then it's hard like I I would say I came to Lancaster from Baltimore racist towards white people I was fearful I had stereotype Baltimore's no joke no man like and I would assume the same thing for someone coming here coming from here to Baltimore you would have your priest that you probably walk on the other side for fear of your life like so then the question is like, okay, so what in this ministry capacity or church realm, like <laughs> one of the reasons why I wanted to be a part of this particular church, Lancaster Alliance, is because it's not um, predominantly black. I wanted to go to, like, I have this passion, I believe the Lord uniquely gifted me, my wife and I, to engage with both communities. And it's not about like black and white thing, but like literally that's one of the big divides. 
right, that yeah. we see. So, um, growing up in Af- African American culture, being engaged in predominantly white culture up here from 2000, no, nine, was it 2001 till this present day, I, I'm able to interact in any, in both realms. And so that's uncommon mm-hmm. for most people in general, but in general, also yeah. most people in the faith. Yeah. And so I just felt the Lord calling me after all this anger and pain that I went through of like, like you, you pursue, you pursue, you love, you love, you go amidst all of your whatever you have to deal with on a heart level. God always goes before you. What what verse is that? That's Deuteronomy thirty-two six, thirty-one six. Okay, that's that. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's some scripture I have memorized. Um, it's uh, God always goes before you. It's mm. to that effect. Mm. I'll. You can talk more. I'm gonna see if I can look it up. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. I oh go ahead. So go it's ahead. be strong and be good courage. Fear not nor be afraid mm, mm-hmm, uh, for mm-hmm. the Lord, thy God, he, mm. it's in, it's in KGV, but yeah. it's, he, he, <laughs> he goes with thee. He, he not fail thee. He will not yeah. forsake thee. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Deuteronomy yeah. 31, six. Yeah. 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 So I, I just have this, I call it weird, but I mean, it's just nothing but the Lord poured in this love that I have just for the body of Christ to be seen by the world as one so they will know that we are his disciples, mm-hmm. plain and simple. And whether it's hard, so be it. I mean, it's it's it can be hard. Somebody, right. But I don't, I'm like, if that's like the call of uh, like for us, us like in general as believers. Yeah, it's not supposed to be easy being a believer of Christ. Yeah. Um, and that's something a lot of I feel like a lot of especially like white Christians don't understand because we've been so privileged to mm. not be oh, persecuted or are mm. uh, confronted with mm. some stuff. So mm. we don't realize that, or we've we've been comforted to the point mm. where it's it's like. Well, we're just gonna do our Christ thing, American Jesus thing, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. We'll send our missionaries to Africa, and they'll mm-hmm. do their thing in Africa, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. That's a yeah. That's a yeah. <laughs> that's a whole another whole another uh, rabbit trail to go down. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean it, but it is what it is. Like. I can't judge that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can only seek to, cause like, what are you going to do if you grow up in that setting or family? How, how else are you, you going to be? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a matter of just talking to people. And then yeah, man. You, yeah. you ever heard of uh Daryl Davis? Mm-mm. So he's, I like to, I've brought him up a few times on the show. Uh, he's one of my favorite people to like listen to because what he did, he is a famous black jazz musician. And one day he started going to KKK rallies mm. and started just talking to people, figuring mm. out why they hate him. Dope. And and through that he's gained over two hundred hoods that have been given to him because they, you know, 
wow. these these people. Oh, sorry, these members left the KKK. Wow, wow, like super inspirational stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. just talking to people. Yeah, man, it brings. Yeah. And we were talking about this. The last podcast was just like internet trolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you go to that person and talk to them like a human being, mm-hmm. it's so much more rewarding mm-hmm. and so much more life changing mm-hmm. than just being rude to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Because if yeah. you're gonna be rude, rude to somebody, it, it's gonna shut yeah. doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you approach, if you approach somebody with the heart of, hey, you're a fellow human made in the image of God, what is making you do mm. this to me? It's mm. good. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna make them rethink. Yeah, or just ask the question: Why? Why do? You, what about Bethel music? Oh yeah, right. In light oh, of a, yeah. in light of this stuff, like I'm curious. I I want to know. Versus, like you said, whatever the trolling or just like telling somebody where they're wrong, mm-hmm. as if that is going to translate to heart change. Right, because it's. <laughs> It's never the it's never the direct facts that really lead to heart change, which sometimes it does. There are logical mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm, but a lot mm-hmm. of people are pulled more by emotion and by open ended questions. Yeah, especially and, this culture, like oh, this gener- generation, I would say. Yeah, it, there's you're not going to get facts and logic because facts and logic are facts and logic. They'll do they'll mm-hmm. do the work for the logical people, mm-hmm. but there's and <laughs> the political parties have really figured this out. You can mm-hmm. swing so many people with mm-hmm. emotion and mm-hmm. framing and mm-hmm. all these other jazz that it's it's really just gonna force mm-hmm. people to be like, well, I have to because you know mm-hmm. you're making me feel this way mm-hmm. or yeah. convicting me in this way. Yeah, and it's and the way you do that is by asking open-ended questions, being genuinely curious about somebody, mm-hmm. and that's that's how you make the emotional and then logical connection is by. Hey, I'm curious as to why you think I'm a this or a that, or why you think Bethel mm-hmm. is a this or a that, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it just opens that conversation up. Mm-hmm. And that's the, what you got to do. Most people are civil if you're being civil, without the intent to prove. I think is a big yeah. part of it. Yeah, like Jesus really wanted to know. Like Jesus asked so many questions, it, even to the woman at the well. So many questions, like. Gen- genuinely wanting to know about the, like the why actually maybe i might learn something yeah if right. i ask if i ask you know what i mean and and that's coming from a person by the way who is also god who also knows everything mm. as well yeah like, he yeah. he didn't have to ask those questions to yeah. know why yeah yeah so th- yeah. i feel like that just adds that extra layer to it yeah. like he already knew why he just wants he wants you to yeah spill it out because sometimes yeah. that's that's another that's another thing. Just talking it out with yourself yeah. is going to help yeah. you in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting when I I studied the the quote unquote I don't know what you would say not war between Jews and Samaritans, but the, the conflict conflict. Yeah, I that was also during during the heightened uh, race issues. And not that it's not heightened anymore, but um, right. <laughs> um, it was just so interesting how it directly related to the tension and how how crazy it was for Jesus to talk to uh, a woman, a Samaritan, 
and it it's was one more thing. But literally like, almost as if a Ukrainian today went to a Russian and said, "Hey," or they were acted cordially to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's almost yeah. on that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it made sense that the disciples questioned Jesus, mm-hmm. but then once again, that's in the cultural norm, and Jesus is constantly bringing this counter, countercultural. So. Yeah, well, I think that's going to do it for our, our radio time. I don't know how much time you have left to talk. Oh, I'm f- uh I I probably should go by 12, but Okay, well, we we're going to end the radio session and where can people find you? Find me uh like, do you, shoot. Do you, do you, I mean, do, you uh, do you like perform music at all? Or? No, 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 no. Um well, if you, I mean find me at Lancaster Alliance Church. Yeah, Lancaster that's where I'll be every Church. Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean I'm on social media, just I think it's just Ray Taylor. Um on Do, Instagram do you post and, anything like inspirational or anything or you just Sometimes okay. I So you're not really like a public been, figure? No, 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 that's not, a, well, I, 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 I always ask these questions because I'm, I'm asking these gig musicians that yeah, are yeah, kind yeah. of like public figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, well, if you want to go worship at, at a church, yeah, Lancaster. and see Mr. Ray Thomas, you can go to Lancaster Alliance Church. What, where is that? Two ten Pitney Road. Pitney Road, very close to Lowe's and Costco. Oh, okay. Yeah, very close. Well. Yep. This has been the story with Corey Rosen on the radio. It's time to get back to the radio. All right. Well, how do you know what time it is? Uh, I have I've got clocks everywhere. Uh, okay. I've got this clock, that clock, that clock. You know what's the most enraging thing about Lancaster Bible College? Wow. <laughs> One of the most infuriating things. So at the at the um the computer lab, all yeah. the computers there are different times okay that's hilarious <laughs> so that's that's just a stupid gripe of mine um is there anything else you want to talk about before actually there's a few questions i, I want to oh, talk yeah. about yeah um what is one thing that you know now that you had wished you had known when you first started music that is oh music um i guess what worship means i guess you could say what do you say. think worship means so i mean obviously there's the actual like greek and hebrew um terminology of it but like it's to me it's basically so if you go by the greek it's like this reverence of kissing bef- toward or bowing down in like humble submission but not the act. Yes, it it's actually an act in that translation. But like, uh, like a heart's response mm-hmm. to something, where you're like, I'm so in awe, or my my reverence of this thing or this person is to the point where I would literally f- fall down and not even be worthy to kiss like actually right. kiss but to kiss toward you know or in the hebrew of like this prostrate or bowing down um so like i see worship as literally just this response to his mercy similar to romans 12 
But so then my day to day or my life is lived out from that um, view of mm-hmm. who I'm in awe of or what I am in awe of. And so in that sense, it's either it's either him or someone else or him or me. Right. Um, or something else, you so, know. So then I respond from that. Yeah. So then actions come from that. So how do life. you balance God and so many of uh, other, because there's so many idols that we can have. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. your wife, your child, mm-hmm. and even I mean, people are always like, "Well, social media and like, yeah, those are idols too." But we mm-hmm. often forget that even our spouses, even our loved ones, we can mm-hmm. can become idols above mm-hmm. God. Because mm-hmm. I, I would say that you're willing to kiss towards your wife mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in some aspects. Mm-hmm. How how do you balance the, especially within like a relationship? Because mm-hmm. some some people view uh, relationships need to be. You know, God, wife, husband. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is that is mm-hmm. that your view? Um, I wouldn't phrase what well, it's not wrong to phrase it. Uh, sorry, it's just <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Um, not saying this right or wrong, um, but um, I see it as like simply speaking, I'm going to love my wife in a Christ-like manner. If I'm in awe of the Father. Mm. So it's it's, it's a, gonna it's come a, from uh, that. Right. So it's more of a hierarchy rather than a triangle. It's like if I believe in God, then I will uh be with my wife correctly. Right. It's going to So I can't I can't love I can't seek to love my wife more as a and I'm losing the word again as a that can't be my my goal i guess you could Mm. say like so the goal is i'm gonna fall i fall in love with him more and more each day he shows me more of his beauty the perfection the ability to provide the ability what how do you love me in in spite of this that just said so i or i see something in the scriptures that like wow that that's amazing. I'm starstruck. Or like the disciples on the boat. Like who's this man that even controls? I mean, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Maybe the winds were, they were in all, they were worshiping that effort. But like, he's he can control that. Like oh man. Like, um, so then so that proper awe that 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 literally fuels my desire to love. So I'm like looking at her versus man if so if she's on a pedestal or if she's the idol I'm looking to like get from that idol mm. or I'm drawing near to her in an unhealthy way right for something that's needed in me I mean that's just the heart so mm-hmm. the heart's going to either be filled here or filled elsewhere yeah so that's that's been the issue that was the issue early on i would say in marriage in worship leading just in my life you know seeking to until the lord opened my eyes to see okay like like all you need is here here's an interesting question that i i have found fun to it's it's like a thought experiment like the trolley experiment okay 
Okay. If your wife or your child was in danger, which one would you save? Oh my goodness, that is hilarious. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I think my I think instinctively we would go for our kids just because that it's a weird love that you can't explain. It's on a I feel like level. people who aren't parents wouldn't understand mm-hmm. the the caliber of bonding, mm-hmm. especially between a mother and a child, because mm-hmm. that was literally inside of you, yeah. and you felt it kicking, and you probably felt its heartbeat at some point. Yeah, That's that's uh, a question I, I find funny, because I think instinctively that that little kid has so much more life to live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And if it were up for my spouse versus my kid, mm-hmm. I gotta go for the kid. I honestly think that my wife would f- want me to do that and, also. And I, if That's, if it were yeah. reversed, I would want my wife to go for my kid over yeah. me. Yeah, I- immediately. Yeah. People are always like, "Well, you guys can have more kids." Well, oh gosh, somebody said that. You know, <laughs> you know, it's a valid answer, but it's also mm-hmm. like, yeah, but the heartbreak I feel like I yeah. would feel because. Yeah. Losing a kid is hard, man. Hard yeah. mess. Yeah, I can't imagine. I I would rather sacrifice myself for my kid, and I would sacrifice myself for my significant other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when it comes mm-hmm. to the kid or my significant other, it has to be my kid. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. Yeah, I can see from the outside looking in with my my wife now, like the difference of her love for me versus her love for him. It's not. We're not competing. Keep competing. It's just. No, it's just it's different. Just different. It's 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 a it's a it's a uh, it's not an eros er, mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. is that what, eros the, the like uh, a different love it's a it's what is what is the uh, family love one? oh no because Bro- eros is like romantic brotherly it's agape agape yeah, 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 yeah. it's the yeah. it's the agape love of having that child and it's yeah. Yeah. it's it's the most intimate form of love and that's where <laughs> yeah. I think. Most yes. parents would settle yes. on. Hands down, man. Hands down. Well, yeah. this has been a lot of fun. Me too, man. I loved it. Yeah. Love it, man. Wish I could stay more. Yeah, well, I'm willing to have you on again if oh, you're sure. willing to sure, man. do it again. Sure, sure. All right, well, that's, that is going to round out our time. This has been The Story with Corey Rosen and Mr. Ray Thomas. Taylor. <laughs> oh, I did that again. Ah! Uh, God. America. Uh, you owe me something. <laughs> I, Ray Taylor. I've, I I messed up his name a few times earlier, but uh, Ray Taylor, Ray Taylor, Ray Taylor. Sorry, this has man. been Ray Taylor. Yes, sir. With yes, sir. Corey Rosen, the Story Podcast. Everybody, I hope you have a wonderful day.